2: This is the American Greed podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, buying a winning lottery ticket is a dream come true.
0: Hey right here. We have the winning tickets right. Here.
3: People were fascinated by this case because everyone's fascinated by the lottery. When the winner of a 16 million dollar jackpot refuses to
2: identify himself, officials suspect a rigged game. Ding ding ding, something is screwing. It turns into the biggest lottery scam in American history.
3: He figured out a way to keep winning the lottery.
2: It's Christmas time 2010 in Des Moines, and Iowans are feeling the holiday cheer. The hot lotto jackpot keeps growing. Blowing past the $15 million mark, it's one of the Hawkeye State's most popular lottery games. Winning numbers right here. And part of an $80 billion a year industry. Hot Lotto is
4: a game that you'd pick five different white balls and one hot ball. Winning
2: tickets.
4: It was a big, big jackpot at the time. And so people were getting excited. Big,
2: big, 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 big winner. And as the jackpots rise, more and more people jump in. Anyone able to choose the correct six numbers will have a very Merry Christmas. On December 23rd, a heavyset man in a black jacket, cap, and hoodie walks up to the counter of a Quick Trip convenience store off Interstate 80.
3: You can't quite see uh, his face. Uh, you can hear his voice a little bit. Hello.
1: Can we have your hot dogs? Yes, sir. 370. <laughs>
3: This man buys these tickets, goes out to his SUV, drives away. A few days later, December 29th, 2010, it's announced that the winning lotto ticket was bought at this quick trip gas station in Des Moines, Iowa. The prize
2: is worth $16.5 million. There's a buzz in the crisp
3: winter air.
4: Somewhere out there is a heck of a ticket worth $16.5 million.
3: Who's the lucky winner? People love to talk about the lottery. They love to play the lottery.
2: Reed Forgrave is a freelance journalist who wrote about the case.
3: It's just that that dream chance that you could achieve the American dream without having to do anything.
2: Days pass as lottery officials wait for someone to come forward and wait.
4: Someone has the ticket. Uh, the Iowa Lottery wants to give away the money. Uh, we want to show. We want someone to come in so we can show you the money,
2: give you the money. Terry Rich is the Iowa Lottery's CEO. Most
4: people wait a little while to claim their jackpot because they want to talk to a financial advisor and talk to a lawyer. But then this one really took a crazy turn because people didn't show up after 30 days, uh, didn't show up after six months.
2: Lottery officials remind the public there's a one-year deadline to claim the prize. The clock ticks down until... It was only an hour and a half
4: left when, in fact, we had two lawyers walk in and said, Ladies and gentlemen, we have the winning ticket. Yeah, this little baby we've been looking for for a while. I'll hold it for a second.
2: We're very excited to have this ticket. The lawyers are hired to represent a trust based in Belize, a Central American tax haven. Ding, ding, ding,
4: something is screwy. So we we, uh, said, uh, we're not gonna pay unless we know who
2: bought it. Tell us who bought the ticket. The mystery client is unwilling to identify himself. That's fine in other states where winners can claim jackpots anonymously, but it doesn't fly in Iowa.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, the hot lotto jackpot claim has been withdrawn.
3: This man's anonymity was worth $16.5 million for him. They didn't know that a crime had been committed. They just knew that there was a puzzle.
2: No one ever claims the prize. This puzzle spurs the Iowa Attorney General and Division of Criminal Investigation to launch a probe. It stalls for three years until an ambitious prosecutor named Rob Sand gets the case.
1: My boss just handed me the file and said something like, happy birthday. Everyone in the office knew that this was something that was basically a pain.
2: Sand specializes in financial crimes. I think of them as crimes against gratitude
3: and their crimes of greed. His brothers-in-law call him baby Jesus because you know, one, he's a bit of a square and two, he can't grow a beard, <laughs> just like baby Jesus.
2: Sand considers one piece of evidence his best shot at solving the case. Surveillance video of the winning ticket buyer.
1: We were going to have to release that video and provide people with a way to submit tips, because if we had held that back, you never know who might have been out there. Investigators
2: post an online news release with a link to the 74-second clip, appealing to the public for help.
1: The video itself is actually very blurry. You really can't make out
2: who that man might be. And yet, they receive a stunning series of tips
3: within days. It's not the face or the look of the man that rings a bell. It's his voice. Yes, sir. He has this very distinct Texas twang that could only belong to one man. His name's Eddie Tipton. 51-year-old Eddie
2: Tipton is one of the most respected people in the lottery business. He works at the multi-state lottery association called Muscle and is prominently featured on its website. Muscle supervises day-to-day functions of lotteries in three dozen states and territories, including
3: Iowa. He was a computer expert. He would do their security audits. He would visit other lotteries and help install machines and help make sure that everything was clear. In a television interview just
2: months earlier, Tipton stresses the importance of password security.
3: Security's always been an add-on, and when something happens, it's, it's, it's too late. Cat's out of the bag.
2: Tipton is popular with work colleagues like Jason Maher.
0: He was a very happy, large, boisterous guy. He'd always know he's in the room and in a very distinct voice. He'd walk into my office, put his hand down on my shoulder, and say, Hey man, I just want you to know I'm your friend. I you know with his little southern accent.
2: Tipton grew up in a small Texas town near Houston called Flatonia he shows a flair for computers
3: early on. When his brothers and sister were playing outside on the family farm growing up. and he would be inside fiddling with computers. He went to school for information technology at the University of Houston.
2: Tipton builds a solid reputation at Muscle, earning a promotion to information security director. It comes with a six-figure salary, but Tipton isn't a big spender.
0: Eddie was never a... Glamorous person. He had a truck he had 300,000 miles on it. Frugal kind of guy.
2: When Tipton builds a 5,000 square foot house outside Des Moines, it's mostly with his own hands.
0: He was always trying to get people to come visit his house. He lived out in the middle of a field in a huge castle, just massive. I mean, it was a hotel.
2: Though close to his extended clan back in Texas, the divorcee yearns for a family of his own
0: was a very lonely person. Eddie always wanted a family. He built this whole thing from scratch for a family. And I told him he should get the family first, then the massive house. Tipton's dream must wait.
2: Authorities arrest him in January 2015 for cheating the very industry he's entrusted with protecting. The 52-year-old stands trial in July 2015 on two counts of felony fraud. I thought that I had a good case. I also thought and knew that a jury might disagree. To win the case, prosecutor Rob Sand must convince jurors it's Tipton buying the winning lottery ticket in this surveillance video.
4: And how you get Oh, my God.
2: Tipton's defense attorney, Dean Stowers, argues it can't be his client for a very simple reason.
4: Eddie Tipton didn't have a beard at that time, and we had uh, photographs and other evidence to support
2: that. Tipton's brother, Tommy, testifies for Eddie.
4: Did he have a beard on Christmas Day of 2002? No, sir.
2: Prosecutors called Eddie's friend, Jason Maher, as a witness.
0: There's no other guy that could possibly have this guy's voice. Had the same height, had the same build, be the same size, and as Eddie.
2: The case boils down to whether Eddie tampered with equipment to rig the game. The Iowa Lottery uses computers equipped with random number generators to pick winning numbers. The machines are sealed and operated a few miles away at Muscle, the Multi-State Lottery Association, where Tipton worked for a decade.
5: See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
1: Drawing these numbers is like launching a nuclear missile. They have a small room, that room is under constant camera surveillance. When they go in, there's two computers, both in locked glass boxes.
2: Sand theorizes Eddie snuck into the room where they draw the numbers and installed malicious software with a flash drive. It allowed him to predict the winning numbers.
1: The computers that had drawn the winning numbers had been wiped. There was nothing left to go off of on them. What I was doing was building a case off of circumstantial evidence that he had done it.
2: Defense attorney Stowers attacks the state's theory likening it to a Hollywood movie gone bad.
3: Freelance journalist Reed Forgrave. He calls it the Mission Impossible Theory, where Eddie's sneaking into the draw room, being Tom Cruise and trying to stick this into the computer and take over the computer.
2: Stowers can't hide his contempt for the prosecution's case.
3: This case is like Keystone Cops being
4: in charge of an investigation, and sometimes the Keystone Cops get their
1: man anyway. How is it that he won the biggest uh, random number-generated game that Muscle runs at one of its record jackpot levels? There's too much going on for people to think that this was just
2: random luck.
4: We, the jury, find the defendant, Edward Tippin, guilty of fraud, as alleged
2: in Count one. The judge sentences Eddie to 10 years in prison. He's free pending appeal when news reporters catch up to him for his reaction. Shock. That's it. It seemed the hot lotto scandal was nearing an end,
3: but it was only the beginning. Trials done, they find out there's all these other tickets, and I think that's where things really get interesting.
2: Sand has barely boxed up his trial exhibits when he gets a phone call that changes everything.
1: That phone call was a man from Texas who asked me in a deep, Texas drawl. Did you all know that Eddie Tipton's brother won the lottery? Maybe about 10 years ago, out west somewhere.
2: It turns out Eddie's brother, Tommy, a former deputy sheriff and justice of the peace from Texas, had won the Colorado lottery in 2005. He claimed more than a half million dollars in prize money through an acquaintance.
1: Big hat, big belt buckle, loud voice. I think as they say in Texas,
2: all hat, no cattle. Sands team widens the investigation.
1: And there were always questions in the back of our head as to whether or not there were others out there. Reason being, you almost never catch a financial crook the first time they're committing their act.
2: They compile a spreadsheet of 45,000 winning lottery tickets spread across the country and comb through Facebook and LinkedIn pages for any tie to Eddie Tipton.
3: Rob Sand and his investigators start making all these connections. There's a connection to a ticket in Colorado back in 2005. There's a connection to a ticket in Oklahoma, in Kansas, in Wisconsin.
2: The winner of the Wisconsin Megabucks in December 2007 just happens to be Eddie's close friend, Robert Rhodes.
1: Robert Rhodes was an incredibly successful businessman in Texas. He had really made a
3: name for himself. Robert Rhodes was also the man. When Eddie Tipton had a $16.5 million ticket in Iowa, Eddie Tipton felt that he could trust him and pass him this ticket and say, let's figure out a way to claim this.
2: Investigators uncover a conspiracy stretching across America's heartland.
3: So after Rob Sand and fellow investigators look over all these possible winning tickets, what they find, six winning tickets in five different states over the course of 10 years.
2: But how exactly does the gamer game the system?
1: We are going to need to know exactly what happened from Eddie himself.
2: The alleged conspiracy spans a decade, five states, and $25 million in jackpots.
1: It was the way that it stretched across multiple states. It was the way that it stretched so far back in time. Everything about it was unique.
2: Now investigators are closer than ever to solving the mystery of how Eddie pulled it off.
1: We knew that whatever Eddie had done
2: had something to do with draw dates. The answer is hidden inside computers Eddie programmed at the Multistate Lottery Association. Muscle oversees games in three dozen states and territories.
3: A lot of what he would do would would be getting these new lottery machines in order and sending them out to states. And that means Eddie essentially has the keys to the kingdom.
2: Random number generators used in the Iowa Lottery back in 2010 are of little help to investigators.
1: The computers that had drawn the winning numbers had been wiped to Department of Defense Standards three times. There was nothing left to go off of on them.
2: But Wisconsin, where Robert Rhodes had won a $2 million megabucks in 2007, is another story. Investigators recover computers from storage that Eddie had personally delivered years earlier. Forensic analysis reveals a tiny code buried in the software.
1: This was the big mystery that had gone on for over a decade,
3: and that was the smoking gun. The amazing part of this is, this isn't some genius computer code. This is stuff that's easily available on the internet. He was able to find this piece of code, insert it into these machines, and bypass the randomness of the lottery to make it predictable.
2: The code allows Eddie to predict winning numbers on three days of the year. May 27th,
3: November 23rd, and December 29th. If you could have the time machine to go into the future two weeks, wouldn't that be the first thing you'd do, is you'd find out what the winning lottery ticket is, come back to now, and then buy it? That's what Eddie had, he made a time machine.
2: Eddie brings his brother Tommy and good friend Robert Rhodes along for the ride. Eddie generates a list of numbers for them to play. They use acquaintances to claim the prize money. It works and it might have kept working if Eddie had quit while he was ahead.
3: you got a money tree in your backyard, you can't help but keep picking at it.
2: When the Iowa lottery rises to $16 million in 2010, Eddie can't resist buying the ticket himself. Unfortunately for him, he picks one of the only quick trips in the state of Iowa equipped to record both video and audio. With prosecutors closing in on the Tipton brothers and their Texas buddy, Robert Rhodes, Eddie can feel his luck finally running out.
3: He was down at his friend Robert Rhodes' house down in Texas, sitting in the backyard, and he says, am I paying for my sins? Am I paying for my sins here? This was really weighing on Eddie.
2: What Eddie Tipton doesn't realize is that Rhodes is about to flip and turn state's evidence.
1: He was willing to testify against Eddie and Tommy, and he provided us with very good evidence.
2: Eddie's defense attorney negotiates a plea agreement. The deal means Eddie's brother must plead guilty to theft, but will only serve 75 days in jail.
4: Eddie was the older brother of Tommy. And Tommy had children. And that was a a great concern to Eddie, that Tommy not be separated from his children.
2: Eddie Tipton pleads guilty in June 2017 to ongoing criminal conduct.
1: At the time at Earth Code, I wasn't sure. It was more of a trying to see if I could do
0: it. He probably did want to see if he could do it. Just knowing Eddie, maybe he thought that he'd be at a different place in his life than he was. And he's like, how can I get in a place where I'm happier?
1: even if he wants to tell himself he was just doing it one step at a time and it wasn't about the money, there's no denying that in the back of his head there were dollar signs.
2: Eddie Tipton addresses the court at his sentencing hearing in August 2017, nearly seven years after buying the lottery ticket that sealed his fate. Mr. Tipton, what do you have to tell me, sir?
1: Well, I certainly regret my actions. It's difficult even saying that with all the people that I know behind me, that I hurt and I regret it I'm sorry.
2: The judge sentences Eddie to the maximum 25 years in prison. He and his brother must also pay back more than $2 million in restitution.
4: I think he has gone through a fair amount of depression over the whole situation.
2: Eddie Tipton is sent to serve time at the Clorinda Correctional Facility in Southern Iowa. He'll likely be paroled within seven years. Eddie and Tommy Tipton declined requests to speak with American greed. Robert Rhodes pleaded guilty to fraud and was sentenced to two years probation and six months of house arrest. He did not respond to repeated requests for comment. The Iowa Lottery has moved past the scandal. Business is better than ever, though the state no longer offers hot lotto games. I
4: absolutely believe Eddie Tipton would still be doing this today if we would have allowed anonymous winners.
3: I think there's this fascination to the anti-hero type character. As much as what he did was evil or full of greed, you almost have to tip your hat to the guy. He figured out a way to keep winning the lottery.
2: For prosecutor Rob Sand, the Iowa lottery scandal boils down to a simple moral straight from the Bible.
1: Thou shall not steal. There's still a few rules that no matter what uh, should apply to everybody. Yes, sir.
2: Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach.
5: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you.